<laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I want to welcome you to another installment of Moa's Ark, where everybody knows this is where God dwells, where Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. <laughs> oh, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come before your people and to minister a word that you have put in my heart. And I feel like Jeremiah. It's like fire. <laughs> Shut up in my bones. And I'm so grateful, so grateful to God that he said tonight, <laughs> on this night, he said, I want to encourage you to know that you are perfect. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, we are perfect. We are perfect in Christ. And I'm going to prove it to you tonight. Oh, what a word, what a word, what a word. Father God, we just welcome you. We honor you tonight and we ask that you will just enter in, enter in, come into this session tonight and just exalt us, Lord God. Lift us up before you, Lord Jesus. Oh God, as we exalt you, as we lift you up. Ah, yes, Lord, help us to see our perfection in you. <laughs> oh God, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for your love. I thank you for your grace and your peace. I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. Father God, let there be life behind every word. Ah, yes. Yes, Lord, every word that I speak tonight, Lord God, let us find us where we are and bring forth life and liberty. Ah, yes, God. Yes, God. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that you came, that we have life and that more abundantly. Lord God, I thank you for those who are struggling tonight. Lord God, I thank you for restoring their peace. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving them joy unspeakable joy. And I thank you, Lord God, that this word will be brought to life in their lives in the name of Jesus. My God, my God. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you in the midst, in the midst of us. Oh, God, we welcome you. We welcome you. Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we worship you tonight. Oh, God, we thank you for coming in the midst, in the midst of thee. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, the Lord our God <laughs> is in the midst of thee. Ah, yes, God, he's mighty. Come on now. So mighty. The Lord our God is in the midst of thee. He's mighty. So mighty. 
and I saw him high and lifted up with power and grace and authority. And I saw him high and lifted up forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Forever and ever. Amen. God, we welcome you to be in the midst of us. Hallelujah. On this night, Lord Jesus, Father God, have your way. Let your perfect will be done. Oh God, as we see you high and lifted up. Hallelujah. We thank you. We exalt you, Lord Jesus. Oh God, we thank you for your power, for your grace, for your authority. Oh God, we know that you will reign forever and ever, and ever. Oh, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, let's get ready for this word. We're going to jump right in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. All right, so God has placed the word on the inside, and I'm going to do my diligence and give you the word that God has given me for you tonight. God has said that you are perfect in Christ. You are perfect in Christ. I think it's been a few days, maybe even a week or so now, that God gave me a word to bring to his people, whereby he he said, you are approved. <laughs> you got a seal of approval, Your, his stamp of approval. God has approved you. But God put an emphasis on that word. He said, you are approved in Christ. In Christ Jesus, you can't do it all on your own. You can't do it by yourself. God said, I approved you for everything that has been God ordained, but it is not by your power. It is not by your might, but it is by my grace, my mercy, and my uh, 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 miracles that you are approved in Christ. Nothing that we can do will change the mind of God because of his love for us, because of his love for us. So God said, daughter, I want you to follow up on that word. I want you to follow up on that word. I want you to tell my people that I said they are perfect in Christ. They are perfect in Christ. You are perfect in Christ. I want you to hear that. God said you are perfect. Uh, I heard a... <clears throat> When I was going through my life coaching, uh, one of the coaches, he would always say, he, he coined this phrase. He said, uh, practice makes permanent. He was very careful not to say that it will make it perfect because sometimes people can practice all day and night and they won't perfect the thing. He said, practice makes permanent. So the more you do a thing, the more that it is ingrained in you, okay? But God is saying tonight, he's saying tonight, I want you to know that you are perfect. You are perfect. So what does God mean? 
I had to go back to uh, my days of elementary school when my daddy used to make us go and, and look up words. I said, God, I want to be able to tell your people what you're saying. So the word of God, well, I'm going to get to the word of God, but I'm going to get to the word perfect. Uh, the word perfect in the Webster dictionaries uh, is defined as having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics as good as it is possible to be. You understand that? He's, it says, having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics as good as it is possible to be. So, so that's the best of the best. The second uh, definition says absolute and complete. Absolute and complete. Now, I want to go to the Word of God because, see, this is man's interpretation of perfect. Having all the required desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics. What does God say about perfection? Now, those of you who have heard me speak before, you know, and I ain't get into no debate with nobody, but you know, I like that message back. So I'm going to get in there. <laughs> the word of God says in Matthew 5 and 48, it says, in a word, what I'm saying is grow up. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. My God, my God. He said, live out your God created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. Come on now. What is perfection? This is, this is the definition I want you to recall, retain, and commit to memory. I want you to recall, retain, and commit this to memory. The definition of perfection is to grow up because you are kingdom subjects. You are kingdom citizens. Live like it. Live out of your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others. Generously and graciously towards others. The way God lives towards you. Now, for some of y'all who going to get annoyed, let me get to the NIV. And let me just read it because I know this is how you used to hearing it. Matthew 5 and 48, it says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Amen? So God sent me here to tell you tonight. He said, tell my people as if, as if you don't know. <laughs> he wanted to remind you. He said, tell my people that they are perfect in me. How do, how do you obtain, how do you, how do you become perfect in God? You have to emulate who God is. And it is impossible 
to separate love from perfection. Matthew 5, 43 and 48 reads. Oh, let me get back to my my message Bible. <laughs> Matthew 5, 43 through 48. So the thing about this Bible that I use, uh, which is an app, a lot of times you got to come in and, and, and go out. Give me one second. I'm going to get this scripture up. Oh, I see what it is. Um, Matthew 5. 43 through 48. So so that's what it's trying to do. It just refuses to go to that scripture for me. (laughs) I clicked on it several times. But anyway, the word of God says, it says you're familiar with the old written law that says love your friend and its unwritten companion, hate your enemy. The word of God says, Jesus said, I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with energies of prayer. For then you are walking, you are working out of your true selves, your God created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish, to everyone regardless, the good and the bad, the nice and the nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner can do that. Now, come on now. What is perfection? What is perfection? Perfection is loving not just your neighbor, loving not just those who are lovable, but loving those who are hard to love. And the Word of God instructs us, it tells us to pray. Pray for them because there is no way that you're going to be perfect without love because God is love. It is impossible for you to reach perfection without love. Remember, we're not practicing to make permanent. We're practicing to become perfect. So you have to practice the love of God. How do we practice the love of God? By loving our enemies. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? (laughs) Earlier today on the job, I was, uh, I got up real early this morning because we had to do a presentation in front of the uh, category leaders for my organization uh, for a project that I'm uh, managing, a a program uh, that I'm managing. And I was asked to attend the committee and I felt it important and um, fair 
to include my entire core team. So I, I asked the core team if they would join uh, the session and if they would present with me because I felt like we're we're co-partners, we're partners in, in this initiative, and I don't want all the recognition. I wanted to give them an opportunity to get uh, that FaceTime in front of those category leaders. <laughs> so we're doing the presentation and I'm the one who's responsible for presenting uh, the, the, the deck. So I'm, I'm doing the slideshow. And the funny thing is, I really, I really didn't go through the slideshow. I just knew my slides. I didn't go through my colleagues' slides. And so, number one, we get to the second slide of the show. And I'm supposed to be playing a video, so I thought I was smart. I said, let me download it to my to my desktop the night before. And I played it, and we tested it, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> I get in this meeting and try to play that video, and it was a black screen, but all audio. And it wouldn't play, so that kind of threw me off. So I had to go online. I had to go into streaming and and play it. And then I get to my colleague's um, presentation, and he's put all these animations in his slide. And he's like, Don, can you click next? Can you click next? And I could tell I was kind of jacking him up with what he wanted to say. And it was funny. It was funny to me. I thought... I finished the the meeting because I've gotten to the point in my life that I am so free and being me. (laughs) It was a time something like that would have happened and I would have just crumbled. I would have crumbled. But baby, when I tell you I got this word on the inside of me where God said you are perfect. You are perfect in Christ. You are beautifully and wonderfully made in my image. See, I'm not trying to be perfect like Dawn. (laughs) I'm trying to be perfect like my God, like my God. But I would share that because I was reminded when I just tried to go and, and get that scripture for you guys and my little system was messing up so that thing is chasing me on uh throughout the day but anyway we gonna get through this we gonna get through this uh because God wants you to hear this word but it is impossible for us to be perfect in God's sight without having the love of God and that means that we have to love people we have to love people. I, I have been struggling uh, for the last few months. I, I've been working on my job, and uh, I was hired on uh, as a full-time employee, but I had been consulting prior to that for about six months, so I've been here for a little over a year. And boy, did I run into, ooh, I, I ain't even going to say a demon and a twin demon, but I said it, but anyway. <laughs> I read it to this guy. And when I tell you, we just don't click on no level. Partially, primarily, and mainly because this dude, for some reason, thinks that he can just talk to me crazy. When I tell you crazy, I mean crazy. Cuts me off. He's very condescending. One day he had the nerve to 
have me in a meeting. He told me, he said, I want you to go back. And I probably shared this in one of my previous podcasts because that thing bothered me. He said, I want you to go back. And I want you to read that email, and I want you to get a piece of paper and a pencil, and I want you to write down what this guy said. This is what he's telling me. I'm close to 50 years old, and this is what he's telling me. My daddy is six feet under, you know, somewhere I believe he's in heaven. Uh, But (laughs) this guy's telling me, I told him, I said, said, I'm going to tell you this. The one thing that I will not do I, and, and I can I can just about guarantee you I'm not going to do is go back and reread that email. Furthermore, I definitely am not about to write anything down. I don't know who you talking to, but I am definitely not a third grader. And eventually we, we had some more words. And uh, after those words, I had to let him know that that will be the last time that he ever speaks to me like that again. So fast forward to maybe a couple of weeks ago, we had another uh, opportunity. Don't, ain't that something they try to tell you to call a, a, a demonic warfare attack an opportunity at work? They'd be like, oh, that's a challenge. We're going to call it an opportunity. No, it's not. A, but anyway, we had another opportunity uh, with one another. And this guy just kept cutting me off like he refused to let me talk and had the audacity to tell me. He said, I said, and I'm not going to speak his name. Uh, I will in my book. I'll probably give him a different name. But anyway, he, he had the nerve to tell me. He said, and I can't promise you that in the future I won't cut you off again because I don't need to hear everything you have to say. He told me, he said, and if you can't deal with being cut off, then you probably not at the right company. He even had the nerve to tell me that I might need to start thinking. I asked him, I said, what I need to think about? Are you implying I need to think about a new job? (laughs) When I tell y'all I'm perfect, I am perfect in Christ, but I ain't right. I ain't right. I told that joker, I said, I'm going to think. And as a matter of fact, since you stopped talking, I've been thinking. And what I'm thinking is you or nobody else will move me from where I am. And I haven't done anything to deserve to be moved. And maybe I, I I don't think I said that. I think it was more or less I said, and I'm not doing anything that is a performance-related issue. So anyway, we we had that exchange. But when I tell you this man has been a headache in my life. (laughs) And I have been going from one to the other to the other. And I'm like, look, y'all, I don't know what to do. And when I say one to the other, I'm not going around gossiping on the job, but I'm talking to people who can influence the change. HR, my management, I've got a mentor on the job, and I'm just talking to folk. Like, come on now, this guy cannot be serious. Are, are, are you, I mean, come on, somebody got to help me, pull me out, something, because y'all pushing 
prophet is to to fight or flight and 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 I'm trying to use some of the tools and techniques I teach my people when I'm coaching them and and uh, help me <laughs> and it got to the point that I couldn't do nothing with nobody but pray started out praying I started come on now you gonna you gonna get up off of me started praying for every demon because I it, the thing that I kept hearing people say oh it's just a personality conflict there's a personality difference and things like that no that's a demon that's a demon and 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 those demons have personalities now that's the truth so yeah it is a conflict but anyway I started pl- praying, but I had to pray for him in love. Because at the end of the day, that's a soul that needs to be saved. I began to pray God touch him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Heal everything that ails him. Hey, she called God fixed the broken areas in his life. The things that are challenging him that causes him to want to attack me. Take the blinders off his eyes. Ah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take the scales from his eyes and, 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 and help him to see the lies of the enemy that will cause him to think that I am his fault. The very thing that causes him to want to sabotage and to destroy and and to dismantle the promises that you have given me. When I tell you I prayed for that man, I prayed for his life, his health, his strength. Now I ain't going to say that it was a perfect prayer, but I'm perfect in Christ. Because I was selfish. I said, Lord, heal his body. Because I know he got to be on something. <laughs> but what I tell you, look, God got a sense of humor. He gave it to us. He, he, that, that joker got to be on something. And so the root of it, I want to get to the root of that demon. I want to get to the root of that that, that, you know, whatever it is, God, lift it. Save his soul. Turn his heart towards you. You got the key to man's heart. Turn his stony heart into flesh. My God, this demon, cast it out. Because I can only imagine if this demon is burdening my life like this. <laughs> How worse is it for him, his family, his children? I know he got a wife, and and a, at least I know he got a daughter. I don't know if he got a son. But I said, this demon got this brother caught up. And so the point of me sharing that is to say I had to shift my approach. I had to shift my approach because I had to apply the love of God. I know I shared this in one of my previous podcasts where I was sharing that when I would go on the workplace, while I I would always say, well, I got on the full armor of God when I'm in the workplace, but I would take off, 
you know, that, that spiritual hat and, and, and just uh, submit to the natural law and, and order of things. But God said, you ain't going to stop. And as much as you are black and a woman, you ain't going to stop walking in the authority that I have given you. And if you lay down that authority, see, them demons know. They know when you walk in the door. And they're not going to just not fight you because or war against you because you're not fighting back. You're just going to get beat up. You're just going to get beat up. And so what God has shown me as he's matured me, right, in spiritual warfare, is that the greatest weapon, the greatest uh, uh, weaponry that we have is love. It's God's love. Sometimes folks folk look at me, I'm telling you the truth. People think they know my heart and they really don't because they'll feel guilty and treat me some kind of way because they think I'm going to retaliate. For what? For what? You, you the one that's over there miserable. I'm praying your strength. And that's the, that's the truth. That's the God honest truth. I'm praying that you get restored because, see, if you are restored, you stop hating on me. I'm a little selfish in that way. Lord, perfect me. Perfect me. What is perfection? What is perfection? He said, be perfect. Be perfect as God is perfect. We got to be perfect like our God. And it's easy to do. But the key, the nugget, what we have to understand is that perfection cannot be separated from love. Love has got to be a companion to, comp- uh, to perfection. It has got to be a, con- a, a, a counterpart. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't separate it. Walking around here, a lot of people got these big egos and and big heads. I have in my lifetime met who I believe to be some of the most intelligent people in the world. I say all the time, and I know it, I stand on it, and I believe God backs me up, that my father, when he walked this earth, he was the most intelligent man I've ever met. Most intelligent, and I can say that hands down, most intelligent. But I've met some intelligent people. I've met some people that I'm telling you, just, just, just highly intellectual people. But they ain't perfect. They are not perfect. Their egos get in the way. They get so selfish. And and they on that um, uh, end of the spectrum of narcissism. These sociopaths, I'm telling you, it's something, it's something off about a lot of people. Um, nope, I'm not going to generalize. Nope, 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 nope. The devil is a liar. That ain't true. That ain't true. That thought that just came in my head was about to come out of my mouth. But I've met some people who have had not uh, from an intellectual uh, intelligence, but an emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. I mean, I'm telling you, just even kill understand your, you know, they're very empathetic, balanced in, in, in their emotions and, and very mature, but they ain't perfect. That, or, or let me say it this way. Intellect, emotional intellect, intellect does not make you perfect. Those things, those ingredients don't make you perfect. 
What makes you perfect is the love of God. It's the demonstration of the love of God. It's the walking out the love of God. That's what makes you perfect. What makes you perfect is to be able to go up in a job. (laughs) Deal with a joker that you know is off. I mean, (laughs) three ways to Sunday, off, off. But deal with them in love. I had I had another uh, lady on my project, and I'm telling you, y'all pray for prophetess. Cause the thing about it is, I have to I have to kill this flesh daily because it's a hot mess. I'm talking about hot burning mess. Straight from Detroit, Abington, Plymouth, Southfield, you know, Greenfield, mess. You hear me? And sometimes, folk, I just be like, y'all, what is wrong? Y'all want this flat? Oh, my cheek. Help me, Lord. But this lady on my project team, she's a, she's an engineer. And and to be honest, I think that there's some something chemically induced in her. Now, I said the same thing about uh, this other guy. You know, but I, I really honestly, I think he he has a chronic condition that he takes a regimented um, either a supplement or, or something. And I'm just saying this from from how I experience him, not that I have any foreknowledge, uh, but he just seems like he's, you know, sometimes he's he's somebody who is regularly medicated, but then when he's not medicated, you know, I might see something, but this lady, (laughs) I think something else is going on with her, mainly because the first time I met her, we were uh, in in a um, Zoom, uh, not Zoom, what do you call it, Teams meeting, but but we were on video, and her nose just started bleeding. Just started. This blood just started gushing out her nose. And and she's just still talking to me and just wiping, wiping, wiping her face. But she's wiping her nose with her hand, not realizing that what she's wiping is, you know, just a steady stream of blood. And it wasn't like gushing out or anything like that, but it was just a steady stream of blood. And so at the time, I told her, I said, you know, I let her talk because she talked. Oh, my gosh, she just went on and on and on. And finally, when she took a break, I said, I said, well, so-and-so, uh, I just want to let you know, it looks like your nose is bleeding. And she goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, my nose is bleeding. She's like, oh, you know, whatever. And went and cleaned herself up and came back. And she just kept apologizing. I said, don't apologize. And see, this is when I didn't know what I know now. And so uh, I just took over this program. And I just transitioned it from someone else. And I had no idea, you know, that the team had been having challenges with this lady until one day I got in a meeting. And this, oh boy, when I tell you she, oh my gosh, she lit into one guy. And it was a guy that she 
even told me privately that she really, you know, respect and like and respect his opinion. And, and I mean, but she lit into that guy and would, would not relent. She was very condescending and, you know, saying things like, well, well, you know, it's clear and it was in the charter, you know, did you read it? Kind of like that same demon that I had to deal with, but it was it was attacking someone else. And so anyway, I had to deal with her in a way. And, and this was a learning for me. This was a learning for me because I put on my uh, coaching hat. I put on my project management hat. And I said, well, let's do an exercise of, we're going to have some rules of engagement. And so I, I, I shared with them, you know, some of the ground rules and, and you know, just common sense. We're going to treat people with respect. We're going to listen and, and, and allow people to be heard. And we're going to listen uh, with the intent of understanding. And all of this stuff I went through, all of, you know, ABCs of being, you know, uh, adults, <laughs> professionals. And um, anyway, it didn't work. We get another meeting. Well, the next meeting, she was good. The, the, that, the meeting after that, she was worse. I said, ooh, this demon. So I started bad. Y'all know I don't, I don't play with no demons. I'm not playing with you. Now, you might be stagnant or, or, or dormant somewhere, you know, waiting. But you ain't about to rise up in my meeting. I'm going to get you where you, get, where you come in at. And y'all know I will, I will war against these demons. I done prayed this demon, and I'm talking about you should have been uh, imploded from the inside out. I come back, and this girl done got even worse. (laughs) I said, oh, Jesus. So I got to pray. My God, Lord, touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, God, I bind up every demonic spirit that has a mind bound. Father God, touch a heart and a mind. Anything that has happened from ancient time, generation after generation, that has chased this family with addiction. And I'm telling you, I just started praying and, and the Holy Spirit started speaking and showing me things that has been going through generations uh, over her life. And I said, I break it. I bind it up. I shatter it. Shatter it. And I'm praying for this this girl and just like Lord help me because I don't want to be the cause of that soul going to hell we got to be very very careful we got to be careful but our greatest weapon and our pursuit of perfection is God's love God's love is complete so we must be complete and exhibit maturity, maturity and completeness. I was, I, I kind of had a little mini breakdown uh, last week dealing with this guy uh, that I was sharing with you all about before I decided to take it in my hands. And one of the opportunities that I had when I'm sharing with these people, I'm like, what, what don't y'all see? Like, what is it? Are y'all not believing me? And, and, and you all keep telling me 
that we know that he's like that. But, you know, sometimes you got to deal with people who who are, the one girl told me, you got to deal with people who are, you know what, hoes and stuff like that. And I'm like, what, 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 what universe am I living in? Are y'all real? Or is this Memorex? You know, <laughs> so I'm thinking, but I got so frustrated. And I'm talking about this is to the point of, uh, that drove me to where I knew that I had to pray for this guy. But uh, I was sharing with my mentor on the job. And she said, she said, girl, and I was telling her what he did and, and what he said, because the the thing that bothered me about him is he's trying, he's, he's so upset that he can't control me. And he's bothered by the fact that I've been, uh, loaned out to another project so you know how I ain't even gonna call him a colonizer well it just dropped out so I guess so you know how sometimes they act you know they they want you to be their property and they want to control you that's a demon that's a that's a that's an age-old ancient demon that that wants to enslave God's people Pharaoh let my people go okay but anyway uh, he he was trying, he done tried everything in the book that he can do to try to get me knocked off this project. First he came in, he said, oh, the direction y'all going in, we can't go in that direction because, um, you know, we haven't fully vetted it. And we like, well, wait a minute, we, we figuring it out. So give us a chance to figure it out. And so behind the scenes, he going around campaigning for, well, if they go in a different direction, we don't have the capacity to to implement because we don't have the project managers that we need. I'm like, whoa. So so uh, the lead or the director that I'm working under for this project, she shut him right down, shut him down. So now he got to come with another angle. So he think he going to corner me in a meeting and, and ask me about my allocation because I'm on another project. Oh, well, when we get past this, it's going to be much more. And you're not going to be able, I'm concerned that you're not going to be, oh, well, wait a minute. I can run circles around you and 10 others just like you and, and the ones that you got up under you. So push on and move on. But anyway, I was sharing the story with my mentor and I was so upset and I had gotten so emotional because I got drained. I said, I'm so tired of this guy. And it just seemed like nothing is moving him. And I just keep trying. And, you know, she said, girl, he done poked the bear. And you let him. He said, she said, he's poking the bear. And you are letting him. You are allowing yourself to be so emotional about a situation that he can care less about. He knows how to how to tr- pull your triggers and how to push your buttons and, you know, so forth. And so I got to the point where I was so upset with our HR because that particular meeting that I had with him, HR was supposed to be there because I keep telling them when I get alone with this guy, he tries to do things. And what they don't know is I, I records I records. And, um, but anyway, um, when she said that, I said, oh my God, I am not demonstrating even for her. 
even for her and those around me watching this situation. Because people oftentimes, they can see on the surface, oh, Don, you're so patient. You're so loving to people. You're so considerate. You know, but those who see behind the veil that I take that face off for and they see things, those are the ones that God is trying to touch the most. And here I am walking around with the prophetess title and I'm I'm just as immature. So I had to back up and back out. I had to back up and back out and realize that you're not exhibiting the love of God. Forget about how unlovable he is. What did the word of God say? If you're just going to speak to and say hi to those who say hi to you, what you want a reward for that? I'm preaching to myself. I told y'all when God said we were approved in Christ, <laughs> I received that word for myself. I was the first partaker of the word. Well, I'm going to say I was the first known partaker, known to me. Didn't even realize that at the time, at the time I had not, and, and what did I give this word last weekend or something like that? I don't even think it's been a whole week since I ministered this word uh, that God had given me for his people. And uh, within days, within days, I had applied for something and I was approved and I was able to pay off my car. I was able to, you know, get, get a few other things paid off and I'm still working to pay them off. But in my mind, I was thinking about my house and, you know, where I'm at and trying to buy this house and all of that stuff. God said, I got something else for you. <laughs> I got something else for you. You are approved. Walk in boldness, walk in confidence and knowing that in your weakness, I'm your strength. My God, my God. So God said, follow up with that word. And I want you to tell my people that they are perfect. <laughs> if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear them from heaven. Can you imagine? We are sitting under an open heaven, serving a God who is merciful, who is mighty, who is compassionate, who is uh, graceful. Gracious is the word I'm looking for, who extends his grace and his mercy towards us. What an awesome thing. What an awesome thing to know that we can be perfect in God. We can be perfect like God. And I believe, I believe God has given us revelation tonight that that perfection is love. That perfection is love. We can be love. We can be love, the very essence of who God is. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is perfection in heaven. Everything is perfect. Everything. There is no sickness, no illness, no pain, no sorrow. No depression, no lack of emotions, no concerns or fears about others. Come on now. On earth as it is in heaven. That is perfection. God said you are perfect in me. We got to download what's in heaven into the earth. Walk in your perfection. Practice to make perfect. 
and not perfect in the way that I read through the Webster Dictionary, but perfect in God's love, perfect in the demonstration of God's love, perfect in exhibiting God's love to others. We got to be mature and we got to be complete in Christ. This thing is not uh, something that, that, that is just in our heads and in our minds. God has given us instruction for how to live out our days. I'm telling you, try it. Try it. The very next time you get into an altercation, try love. Try love. Use love as your greatest weapon. Now, I'm not saying, and and use discernment, I'm not saying I want y'all to use common sense because I am not saying don't war. Don't war in the spirit because you know that we are always under attack. We are always under attack. I don't care who you are, what you do. You're going to always be under spiritual attack because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he will not relent. So continue to pray, continue to war, but demonstrate and expose people to the love of God, even those who are difficult to love. Let me say it this way, especially those who are difficult to love. And when you begin to demonstrate the love of God, you will see the manifestation of victory in your life. You will see the manifestation of victory in your life. Have empathy. What, what does that mean? What does, what does being empathetic mean? Because some of us, we on that other side of the spectrum of narcissism. We so about me, me, me. We don't understand how to feel for others. Empathy means put yourself in a place in their space, good, bad, or indifferent, and ask yourself, how would I want to be treated? How would I want to be treated? Imagine being so miserable as a human being that you would try to uh, uh, leverage your authority that you have been given by a job to boost up your ego. How, how desperate. <laughs> you, you, you that desperate as a human being? That you have to use a job to cause you to to have uh, significance. And you have to misappropriate the authority that you've been given. Being a bully, a racist, a sexist, a is-is, whatever ism you got going on. Imagine how miserable a person has to be to be that way. Pray for them. Love on them. But I get it. I get it. Some of us, it's hard for us to love because we don't have the total love of God. 
We don't have God's total love working in us, through us, and for us. Let me see Romans 5 and 5. Let me see what that say. Romans 5 and 5. And we're going to read it in the in the um Message Bible. So so the Message Bible starts it in 3, 3 to 5. All right. It says there's more to come. We continue to shout out praise even when we're healed and hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patient patience in turns forges the tempered steel of virtue keeping us alert for whatever God will do next in alert expectancy such as this we're never left feeling short change quite the contrary We can round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Let me read that again because I kind of struggled a little bit. But I want y'all to get this. And if you don't get it from me, go back and read it yourself. You don't have to read it in the Message Bible, but I love the Message Bible. It says, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turns forges the tempered steel of virtue keeping us alert for whatever God will do next an alert expectancy such as this we're never left feeling short change quite the contrary we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. And we have to receive and allow the Holy Spirit to pour the love of God on the inside. Because in and of ourselves, we cannot do it. And we got to work it out. We got to work it out. Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Let's see what that says. say that scripture was oh Philippians 2 Philippians 2 12 and 13 it says what I'm getting at friends is that you should simply keep on doing what I've done from the beginning when I was living among you You live in responsive obedience, obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation. Reverent and sensitive before God. This energy, God's energy, an energy deep within you, God himself, willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. We got to work it out. We got to allow God to pour his love in us. 
And we got to work that love. We got to work that love. We have to become new creatures in Christ. We have to have a deeper relationship with God that will cause us to have obedience to his word. We have to obey the word of God with evidence of our love for God and evidence of our love through God. Because it is God's love that perfects us. It's it's, it's secular. It's like a circle. God pours his love in us. We work his love through us. I mean, through the world, through our situations, through our circumstances. We're energized. We're rejuvenated by the love connected to the vine, connected to the source of love. When I feel my flesh rising up is because I know I haven't connected to God's love. And how have I not connected to his love? By not being in his presence. I get too busy. I don't pray like I ought to pray. I don't get into my word. I don't meditate in my word. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just all in the flesh. I don't feed my spirit. And this is just the truth. I'm telling you, I I am a hot mess in this flesh. That's why I have to keep it governed by the Holy Spirit. Because I don't want nothing that don't belong to God. And this sin nature ain't <laughs> don't have nothing to do with God. So I just wanted to encourage you all tonight. I pray that that word touches somebody. If it touched somebody, it was for you. But if it didn't touch you, it wasn't for you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I have one for you soon enough if you if you be patient and listen. But God wanted me to come in and follow up and say, you are perfect. He said, he said you are approved. I approve you. Hey, you got my stamp of approval. Then he came in and he said, but that approval is in Christ. It's through Christ. You can't do it. You can't separate Christ from it. You can't do it. And, and going back to how God allowed this word to become real in my life, like I said, I applied for something and, and really I wasn't seeking it. It just came to me and I was like, let me see where this go. <laughs> I said, let me see where this go. But, but let's say I went out and, and decided to do something uh, ungodly to get to this blessing. Because God said he approved me. That ain't what he's looking for. That only brings problems because you will reap what you sow. And every contaminated thing eventually is going to die. So I would have caused more issues on myself than, than, than the blessings. That, because the word of God says, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. And a lot of us got sorrow from what we call blessings and it's a lie of sin. Stuff we done stole. We done lied to get. Stole to get. Cheated to get. God ain't had nothing to do with it. And now we have sorrow. Okay, well, it's 
because what you sold into it. But anyway, he wants us to know that not only are we approved in Christ, got to do it his way, he got to live his way, we are also perfect in Christ. And that perfection is the manifestation of God's love in our life. And not just his love towards us, but his love in us that he allows us to use towards others. If you don't get anything else that I brought to you tonight, I want you to get that you are perfected in Christ's love. Not by your power, not by your might. It is the love of God. And if you have his love, to whom much is given, much is required. It is your duty to express and engage the love of God in the lives of others. Father God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for those who who, uh, found it not robbery to listen and to hear the word and allow that word to penetrate through their lives. I thank and praise you tonight for what you're doing in their lives and that you will allow immediate manifestation of this word to operate and do what you have caused it to do in all of our lives, what you planned it to do in each and every one of our lives. I love you, Lord, and I know those who are listening to me love you too. I pray that you will expose yourself to them in a way that they'll never forget and know that you are a true and living God. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. All right. Well, prophetess, love you with your perfect self. (laughs) Your perfect approved self. All right. Y'all got to share y'all testimony because I know this thing. I know God is speaking to his people. So share with me how God has encouraged you and, and how he has manifested in your life as a result of this word. Amen. Love you much. Have a great evening. Bye-bye.